Welcome to another edition of Shed Chats. I'm Peter White and today we're discussing late cycle investing with Nick Langley. Nick is both co-CEO and co-CIO of Rare Infrastructure Limited, the fund manager that specialises in listed infrastructure investments. Welcome, Nick Langley. Late cycle, mainly could you just explain what the late cycle concept is in terms of investment markets? Sure, thanks, Peter. So a late cycle is uh, intended to reflect uh, the latter stages of an economic cycle. So, you know, the, the economy goes through a period of, of growth and then uh, as, as you, you, you bounce up against um, the constraints in the, in the economy, you start to get a bit of inflation coming through and central banks begin to, to raise interest rates and so on. It's happening in the US right now. And that starts to slow economic growth and that's the latter stage of the, of the cycle and then you roll over into a period of either low growth or, or even uh, negative growth and, and that's kind of your recession stage and then it all starts again. Now the reason that's important for us as investors is you know, most of the companies that uh, the world invests in um, earn revenues uh, and grow their revenues in line with the economy. And so as the economy slows down, revenue growth slows down, earnings growth slows down, it may even go negative, and the multiples that these companies trade on um, become lower, reflecting a, a lower forward growth. And so the market tends to turn down and you get these periods of negative performance. And that becomes uh, you know, quite, quite pronounced as you get to this late stage and you end up with a volatile market like we've had this year, you know, with big falls in, in February and again, in, in October, particularly in the higher growth, the tech stocks, for example, uh, in the in the US. Um, so this is a, a critical time to really think about uh, your investment strategy going forward. So there's no doubt in your mind that we are in the late cycle? No doubt, okay. no doubt. It's quite clear, you know, this has been a very long running cycle. And while, you know, they say cycles never die of old age, you know, we're certainly at a stage where you know, the Fed is raising rates, you've got very low unemployment, particularly in the US, you're starting to get a bit of wage growth and inflation pressure coming through. And, you know, we've had a, a big bump in earnings growth over the last couple of years. But as the market looks forward from here, and this is part of what the fall in October was about, you know, that earnings growth is starting to come down and roll over and the market's starting to factor that into their thinking. So why is infrastructure a good defensive strategy uh, if we adopt this late cycle view? So, so infrastructure generates its returns and its earnings from the underlying assets. And so as they're continuing to invest in their assets and the asset base grows for these companies, so do their earnings, their cash flows and their dividends. So they're a little bit different to your general equity stock which grows in line with the economy. So as you move through these cycles, actually the infrastructure names continue to grow their earnings, even though the broader market's earnings may decline. And this happened you know, even through the GFC. And so infrastructure is a great asset class to own as you move through this late cycle period. Um, and it's interesting, it's um, trading characteristics are quite different to your general equities and it's again down to the asset base. So in a falling market, infrastructure tends to fall about half as much as, as global equities. But in a rising market, we get about two thirds of the upside. So you know, if the cycle runs for another couple of years, which it could do, 
um, you're not giving up too much on the on the upside, but if the cycle does roll over, then you're, you're getting some capital protection you're, you're on the downside. You're protecting the downside. Yeah. And in the bigger picture with the Trump and tariffs and trade wars, how does that uh, impact on your thinking, or is that just noise and you know, you're investing as per normal? Well, it is interesting. I, I think the, the trade situation between the US and China is pretty fundamental to where we are today and where we go um, over the next few years from, a, from an economic perspective, and that'll obviously flow through to the, to the markets as well. So, you know, two schools of thought. Um, one is, uh, you know, at some stage next year, you know, maybe towards the middle of the year, may take longer, maybe done shorter, you know, Trump uh, and the administration and China will come to a, a view on, on trade. And, you know, they'll, there'll be a compromise and, and we'll kind of work through. And I think if that happens, then, you know, we get another uh, a big push on, um, on the, the cycle and that'll extend for another couple of years. And the key reason for that is, you know, the tariffs are starting to uh, pressure earnings for, for companies, particularly in the, in the US. And if those tariffs are resolved and, and disappear, then that's going to give a bit of a boost to earnings. There'll be some series of upwards revisions, um, and that'll and that'll cause the market to to shift upwards for for a period of time. The flip side of that is, if there is no resolution, then you re- get real pressure on corporates in uh, in China and in the U.S. Uh, in the U.S. because they'll really need to start adjusting their supply chains. So the defensive will, defensives will come into the fore sooner. And I think I think the defensives will come into the fore sooner. Um, okay. And and you could get the cycle in, ending you know a lot more quickly under that scenario. Well, speaking of Trump, one of the biggest issues he, he have been talked about, but there doesn't seem to be much action. Is infrastructure the big infrastructure program? What's happened to that? We're two years into a, to the term and. You know, we, we, it doesn't seem to be on, Haven't the, heard the, too much. on the front burner. Or am, I, or am I missing something? No. So, so you're right. It was it was a key plank of his of his manifesto, if you will, leading leading into the last election. Uh, you know, there has been a lot of work done in the background uh, on the on the trade, and and they have um, released you know scant details, but they have released a policy around that. I think. Um, you know, by by um, good luck or good management, um, you know, he, he's he's kind of left that to be one of the last things that he wants to have a go at, and and you know, it's probably going to work out quite well for him because if you think about where where the midterms are going to end up, you know, it's likely that the house goes to the Democrats. You know, who knows what happens in the in the Senate, um, but the Democrats are quite keen on on spending on infrastructure as well. So, you know. It, by leaving infrastructure to last, you know, get through trade. Hopefully, by by early to mid next year, he's then in a position where he can actually negotiate with the Democrats and get something done on infrastructure, um, and and essentially carry that into you know the next the next election in twenty twenty. Uh, it's a bipartisan policy that will come to the fore. But what you, you think? Yeah, I'd, I'd argue there's there's nothing in the U.S. that's bipartisan at this <laughs> at this point in time. But but it's something that you know I think I think the administration and the Democrats could reach a compromise on and, and you know get some activity going. And have you got uh, stocks identified that you think will benefit from this? Yeah. So and will they be existing stocks, or it's going to be a whole lot of startup businesses? What so yeah, it's interesting. So the 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 idea uh, for the for the infrastructure um, plan, and, and and you know we've put out some notes on this in the past, is to try and utilise a bit of federal money 
to stimulate a whole lot of projects and get them underway. And and to do that, they really need what they call shovel-ready projects that you know have been through the environmental process and all the rest of it, and really just need some help to either you know get funded or a little bit of subsidy or a little bit of support on on pricing and tariffs and so on or some incentives to for to states to actually press the button on these projects. And is there enough of those on the shelf? Do you oh, there's plenty of those on the shelf. Uh, you know, the, the, the current plan that's sitting out there has the federal government spending about 200 billion US dollars to stimulate about $1.2 trillion of, of infrastructure spend. Now to do that, you've got these shovel-ready projects. It's really the projects that the incumbent operators have ready to go. Um, and so you're going to see a bit of a boost to the construction companies, the materials, the aggregates, concrete companies, and so on. Um, and you're also going to see for our companies, the infrastructure owner and, and operator companies, you're going to see a higher growth in the their underlying asset base, which is really important actually at this point of the cycle, this later stage of the cycle, because that higher growth will attract higher multiples and give these companies higher valuations, which frankly is, is not bad insulation as you move through this later stage of the cycle. Again, going back to the, the big picture, big economic picture, Merkel's overnight's almost become a lame duck. We've got a far right uh, new president in Brazil. Does that cloud the issue or does that just mean confirm that we're in the late cycle? What's your view on that I, that, that situation? Yeah, I, th I think uh, the the political situation really on a global basis is very interesting with the, the rise of the, the more populist um, style of, of, uh, of politics. Um, that, in, in our mind, um, results in a greater likelihood of a downturn earlier because um, you get a, a number of populist policies and so you get you know more sort of government spending you get you know less room for for, for corporates to grow their earnings over time um, which you know probably leads to to an earlier and and potentially even deeper um, downturn um, as it relates to infrastructure uh, both the left and the right love to build infrastructure they love to be on TV cutting ribbons you know, showing that they're actually building things and, and doing things for uh, for you know the population, and and as a result, we think infrastructure spending gets a boost whether whether you move to the right or to the left. Um, it's just if it's at the right, it'll be more private sector involvement. If it's to the left, there'll be a bit more public sector involvement. Are there other sectors or companies or countries that you're particularly keen on? Uh, moving into this late cycle, you know, you know your, the investments that you're going to make or maybe have already made. Yeah, so if you, if you look at, at kind of where we are today, um, there's some areas where, you know, there's, there's definitely value to be had. You think about um, the UK, for example, you know, there's a number of companies there that are really beaten up because investors, frankly, don't want to be exposed to the UK as we're moving into this, this Brexit phase. Um, the utilities are all domestic domestically oriented uh, companies and they're at the more defensive end they're very cheap at the moment and that's an area where I'd encourage investors to to take a look uh, you know if you view uh, Brexit as you know we'll get a deal done before before Christmas um, and and on that basis there'll be a bit of a relief rally so there's probably some you know shorter term money to be made there in the in the medium term you know I do think that the US will uh, will um, have a push on on infrastructure you know next year the administration probably mid to late next year 
And as a result, not only do you get a lot more people talking about infrastructure and retail starting to invest in US infrastructure, um, but you actually get that asset-based growth, which then supports valuations through the rest of the cycle. So that's a, a really good medium-term plan, I think. So it sounds like you're more, actually more confident about the sector than maybe the bigger the bigger picture. Yeah, the bigger the bigger picture has uh, has a fair amount of, of kind of risk and and you know different potential outcomes. Uh, when we get down to the sector level and we're talking to our companies, actually they have really good relationships with their state-based regulators, you know, in the in the US and their and their regional regulators across the rest of the world. They get, they've got lots of opportunity to continue to add to their asset bases. You know, when you look at the electric companies, you know, adding um, two electric cars to your service territory is like adding one house. So, you know, in California in particular, where they're going to add a lot of electric vehicles over the next five or 10 years, you know, there's a massive spend required to build out the networks. And all of that builds the asset base. They're getting a steady return on that. And that builds their earnings and helps them to achieve higher multiples in the, in the market, higher valuations. And again, that's going to protect as we move through the downturn. Nick Lundling, thanks very much.